message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, November 11th, 2023. Happy Veterans Day to one and all uh, those that are serving, those that have served. Uh, we appreciate your service to America. Well, we got a great show lined up for you this morning. Uh, right off the bat, we're going to be talking with Justin Kenny uh, regarding the regional championship high school football games that took place last evening. And if you're from Northeast Indiana, uh, you should be pretty darn happy uh, with the outcomes, or especially the Fort Wayne area. Uh, we'll be talking also to Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis. And then we'll be in our weekly Cougar Chat. And we'll be joined over the phone line by Mr. Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of the Fort Wayne Comets. Comets took one on the chin last night of the Toledo Walleye 6-4. to A very entertaining game. Comets jumped out to a quick 2-0 lead. Well, quick. Uh, first goal was scored uh, 49 seconds into it. And... Uh, they tell me over 3,000 teddy bears hit the ice last evening. So uh, it, it was uh, part of the teddy bear toss, and uh, a lot of uh, children will be the beneficiaries of the kindness of the Comet fans last night. So we'll do all that. But why don't we go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is none other. To Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning. Gentlemen, how are we doing this morning? Oh, oh, I can't speak for Brandon, but I'm fantastic. Brandon, how are you? You know what? It is Mr. Tongue's world, and we are just living in it That's right, right now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, let, and let's just start right off with 5A because the Snyder Panthers advance, and I think just about everybody thought they would. However... In the manner in which they did it, is is one for the history books. Everybody looked at Mang Tung as being that hero for Snyder entering that game, and my gosh, congratulations to him and Snyder, the game-winning 46-yard field goal. That's no joke, guys, at any level, particularly in high school. And he wins it for Snyder, the 19 to 18 win. It was just a a back and forth game. No touch or only one touchdown, excuse me, scored in the second half, and that was by Mishawaka. Snyder got out to a 10 nothing lead, similar to last year uh, with Mishawaka getting out to a lead, and then Snyder fighting back, and Mishawaka was able to get back within one by halftime. You felt, well, is this going to be like last year, just the other way? But Snyder was really able to limit Mishawaka's running game. Uriah Buchanan typically has advertised, um, had a big game. Kieran Billingsley, too, running the football from the quarterback position. And Snyder advances. And I think the biggest question this morning, if you're Mishawaka, is when you score late in the first half to make it 10-9 to and you go for two, 
which I thought was really weird. It wasn't just a, a, a botched PAT. It was a legit two-point attempt. And when you lose by one on a 46-yard field goal, mm. I think there's a lot of people questioning the decision-making of Mishawaka late in that first half last night, guys. Yes, and you know, and you were talking about uh, young Mr. Tung. Well, let's see. Time was expiring. There was, I believe, four seconds on the clock when the ball was snapped. Uh, a 45-yard field goal attempt. If you make it, you win. If you miss it, and that's a 45-yarder, as you said, not easy at any level, much less high school, or a, I believe he's a sophomore. You miss it and you lose and your season's over. You know, so the, the pressure is on, right? Yeah. So after being able to handle that, I think this kid could probably run any corporation in America when he uh, becomes of age to do so, because that uh, that takes just uh, nerves of steel. And he, and he did it, drilled it, and uh, hey, Snyder Snyder moves on. But uh, my goodness, there again, the Snyder Panthers, you know, showing why uh, that program. Uh, should be one of the most revered in the state of Indiana just for what they do. My goodness. But that's 5A, and now they get Merrillville coming to town. And uh, well, what do you know about Merrillville? Well, I need to do my, my research, fellas, but it's a traditional really good team for Merrillville, and they were able to get the win last night over Valparaiso. And this uh, this series has some history as well, so... Uh, the the good thing is the advantageous thing is Snyder doesn't have to go on the road. In fact, nobody has to go on the road right. next week. We'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. But uh, when you look at what Mishawaka is able to do and predominantly offensively, it is a run-first football team. And and they want to run the football and establish that run, much like Mishawaka. And, and Snyder was able to limit that rushing game last night for Mishawaka and make the cavemen pretty one-dimensional, and they had to go to the air. So... When you look at preparing for Merrillville, there's a lot of things that you can take out of preparing for Mishawaka and apply them for the semi-state matchup. Let's move to Class 4A and the Leo Lions against Mississinawa at Mississinawa and uh, didn't take any prisoners last night. 41-7 to over the Indians. Uh, it ended up being a rolling clock, I believe, uh, somewhere in the third quarter with a 35 nothing lead, and then uh, went from there. But, um, you know, once again, okay, Kyler Decker at quarterback, um, you know, didn't make all any eight. There's a, there were some very good quarterbacks in, in the conference this year. Didn't make first team, didn't make second team. All he does is win. And, you know, he's very efficient. I believe he was, oh, a 9 of 10 passing or something like that last night. And, uh you know, he's uh, he's a smart kid, not a big kid, but he knows how to win. Reminds me a little bit of, well, when Brendan Lytle stepped in for Bishop Dwinger back uh, several years ago, and he just managed the team. He didn't do anything flashy. He was smart, knew when to throw the ball away, knew, you know, knew, knew the game of football, and it paid off with, uh, with Bishop Dwinger uh, winning their last game. I mean, Tyler Decker can tell he would much rather have the uh, appearing in a semi-state than the uh, the all any eight accolades. That's for right. sure. We can throw that back at anybody's face. But he's been a guy that the biggest thing, fellas, is not turning the football over for Kyler Decker, and he's not done that uh, much in the postseason. 
if at all. And uh, that, that's really been the difference offensively for Leo. You looked at Kyler Decker and say, okay, he's got enough weapons. He just needs to protect the football and make the plays when they're there. And, and he's been able to do that. And, and couple that with the defense last night that just suffocated that Mississippi offense. I mean, it was a team predicated on being able to get the ball downfield vertically with, with their, their quarterback throwing for over 30 touchdowns this year. But I looked like at this matchup before it started last night, guys, as strength on strength when you look at that defense for Leo. And it was as advertised last night. Five sacks. It had an interception but could have had a couple more. Um, a lost a fumble for Mississippi as well. They held the Indians to just 10 first downs, three of 10 from third down. It was just a complete performance by that Leo defense. And uh, when you look at how this team now matches up against Northwood and Nitro Tuggle, the electric wide receiver for Northwood, it's tough to look at this, uh, this matchup and not say, man, if Leo can do it against the, the likes of the teams they've beaten so far in the postseason, mm-hmm. who's to say they can't do it one more time and get to the state championship game? Yes, indeed. So Leo will be home next week against Northwood, as you said, uh, on Friday night uh, at Leo High School. And uh, those parking lots should be a complete, uh, uh, well, <laughs> capacity. Let's put it that way. Let's move park on. To- down at the Dollar General, where there's a CVS there on Amstutz, and just walk from there. That's where I pick up the stepdaughters after games. Yeah, if they can Smart. walk, if they can get down to the Dollar General, I can I can pick them up. But uh <laughs> Let's go on to Class 2A and Bishop Lewers Bluffton. This was kind of uh, uh, ballyhooed, if you will, <laughs> as kind of the game of the night with uh, was such uh, an array of talent. But then these two teams were, were heading in the same direction, and uh, it didn't disappoint. No, it was it was a really I, I said ugly and kind of laughed just because it was low scoring three nothing at halftime, and it was just a grinded out type football game and we looked at this matchup and say okay which team is going to be able to move the ball on the ground better than the other one and they were pretty similar on the ground but it was when they were able to to run the ball was was the bigger thing bluffton was really able to come out early on and gain some yardage with kamel moore in that running uh, running game early but when it came to third and medium and and third and short and and fourth and short they couldn't execute, and and that's when the the Lures defense would stiffen and and really make things difficult for Bluffton, and and that was what the impressive part for me was uh, last night. Looking at, at this matchup, was when Bishop Lures needed stops, it was able to get them. It held Bluffton to just 151 total yards of offense, but Bishop Lures wasn't much better at 214. But it all came down to being able to limit the run when they needed to and prevent. Uh, Bluffton from passing and and make no mistake Bluffton was one-dimensional last night which which was even mm-hmm. more difficult to then beat Bishop Lures is Lures knew to move the football they had to run the football and Lures was able to get the stops and 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 then conversely score enough points uh, offensively had some missed opportunities but was able to convert when they needed to and Cohen McKenzie with a big touchdown pass to Gio Jimenez that really broke the game open Mickey Daring with a rushing touchdown defensively Damian Jackson with a huge game on the edge for Bishop Lewis. He was just an absolute menace. Wes Javens had a big game as well. Jacob Felger with the clinching interception. This is not your prototypical Lures team, guys. When you look at it, you're like, man, they're just stacked with athletes. And I think they kind of take that as a knock on them. But they've prepared and, and performed exceptionally well 
when they needed to. And all the questions about lures is, oh, their 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 schedule is weak in the regular season and blah blah. blah. All that has kind of uh, went away now that they are having success in Class 2A and now just a win away from the state championship game. But they probably, guys, out of anybody in the area, I think have the biggest challenge next week with Lafayette Central Catholic coming in. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and Lafayette Central Catholic, I believe it was a 22 to nothing winner. Uh, They uh, they were victorious last night. And and they, once again, you talk about historical programs. Uh, Lafayette Central Catholic is one of those, but then again, so is Lures. Yeah, and and you talked about the Lures running game. You know, and, and Mickey Daring uh, rips off a, a twenty-yard touchdown run uh, that that basically uh, was the difference last night in that ball game. But my goodness, uh, you know, that was uh, a great game last night between the Tigers and the Knights. But uh, you know, here we go. We're we're still talking about the Bishop Lures Knights playing. You know, previewing a game that'll take place in mid-November, and uh, the the road to Lucas Oil ends on Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, we're getting closer and closer. Uh, let's go to Class One A now, and the Adams Central Flying Jets stymieing Carol Flora twenty-nine to nothing. And uh, just reading the preview press clippings of Carol, I. I really thought that uh, Adam Central was going to have a little more difficulty than they did. Yeah, guys, I, I wanted to. I tried to give Carroll the benefit of the doubt. I know they're undefeated, and so I just looked at it this this matchup, and, and Adam Central's just so good, so good. And they, they, what's going to trip up AC if anybody, and you look at Indianapolis Lutheran, is a team that truly is a dual threat team. It doesn't just come back to running the football. And Carol, you looked at last night. They predicated their 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 attack on being able to move the ball on the ground. They had 26 yards of total rushing last night, and that made them go to the air, which Carol is not comfortable doing. And that really was was the difference in, in in the game. Is if Adam Central can take away what you like to do, and you're forced into doing something you don't want to do, mm-hmm. then it's advantage flying Jets. And once again, uh, that was the case last night. So. Credit to Carroll, Florida, at least holding Adam Central's offense down, but it was still 17-0 at halftime, and it was 29-0 at the end of the third. And so this game got away. Adam Central is just such a complete football team, running for over 300 yards last night, only had to throw eight times, which is a lot for Jack Hamilton, and only threw a measly one touchdown on five completions. Usually we're talking about multiple touchdowns for him on just a few completions, but uh, it, it definitely is getting more difficult for Adam Central. I'm not taking. I'm not saying it, it isn't, but and they will uh, be hosting North Judson on Friday night, and and that just uh, it, as we we mentioned, as you mentioned at the at the top, all four games amongst uh, you know Snyder, Leo, Bishop Lures, and Adam Central, all home games for our area teams from uh, area conferences. We're blessed. Nobody has to make a two-hour trip anywhere. Uh, and somebody asked me on, on Twitter, has that ever happened before? I was like, I, I don't know. I don't have the time, guys, to go back and try to find out. But I can. I, I don't remember the last time that was the case. So uh, for coverage purposes, and the, the media loves it because they don't have to make a long drive for anybody. And uh, it sets up really well for next week. You look at the matchups, and you can say, okay, this. you look at Snyder, okay, that's a manageable game. And Leo, it's a manageable game. Nobody really looks at it and you say, okay, 
the dream is ending. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying we're getting all four teams down to state, but there's there's a case to be made that that could happen, and that would be a record. The uh, the the most area teams we've had at any state finals is three. That's happened multiple times, most recently in 2002. But once again, guys, we, we talk all season long about this team and that team, and look who we have still standing. Leo, which is kind of a newbie to this this time of year, mm-hmm. but then you have Snyder, Lures, and Adam Central. It's always the Blue Bloods, right, yep. in the end. It, it's those programs uh, that have that leadership, and they have, you know, and, and we can't uh, not talk about coaching staffs and a lot and just remember a large percentage of football high school football coaching staffs are volunteer assistants these these gentlemen that that pour their blood sweat and tears into these programs are often alumni who come back and give back to a program that gave so much to them and and consequently uh you know they're they're bleeding that team school colors, and so it's it's just a labor of love and you know love of the game, love of the school, and love uh, working with kids and and watching them develop. Right, and you kind of feel, especially for a program like Bluffton, who did a tremendous job, tremendous turnout last night all year for Bluffton, another great season for them, and being able to win another sectional championship, just their third in school history, and. Man, you just run up against Lures again, and you look at it. Okay, this isn't a a, a dominant Lures team. It's not like uh, you know the Jalen Smith years where they won four straight state titles. I mean, you looked at this year as being a potential potential chance to knock off the Knights, and it just didn't go Bluffton's way last night. But you look at so many of those dudes that are on that coaching staff that are homegrown and and just put in so much time and effort into that program, and it hurts this morning. It hurt last night. But you look at it in just the trajectory of a Bluffton program when you look at their their junior varsity team that only lost once and, and, and you know, the kids coming up that have had a lot of success. I mean, Brent Kunkel's done a great job with that program. And I know it's frustrating because we talk about those Blue Bloods, and in the end it's frustrating for other programs too because you're like, damn, Snyder again, it's Lewis again, it's Adam Central again. I get it. But at the same time, there's plenty to celebrate for teams like Bluffton after another great season for them. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt. Well, Justin, thank you for uh, getting up this morning and uh, sharing your expertise with us. And uh, and this was a fun night of football to to keep track of uh, all throughout the uh, the four classes that we still had activity in. And uh, you know, we will uh, talk to you next Saturday and uh, and hopefully talk about some births in the state championship. Let's do it, fellas. Can't wait. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Justin Kenny from OPS, OutsideTheHuddle.net. Caleb and Kenny in the morning, high school football coaches show. Uh, I think he volunteers at uh, at Christmas Trees R Us, uh, cutting down trees. and, and Going to be ringing bells Walmart. outside Walmart probably, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a man of the people. Yeah, so uh, just he does it all. He just flat out does it all. Hey, before we go to break, I want to tell you about Culligan and my experience with Culligan. Oh, my goodness. Um, if, if you want to work with a company with character, with ethics. Um, oh, and by the way, I want to mention uh, they had a, a gentleman in commercial sales. Uh, goes to companies and businesses that need specialty water to run their machines by the name of Rick Swagger. This gentleman is retiring after 50, 50 years in the water business 
and uh, just a remarkable gentleman. Uh, his his wealth of knowledge is so deep. And uh, it, but that's what you get with Culligan. You get trained professionals that know and take interest in their careers. And uh, you know, if you go in and call them today, schedule an inspection of your water softener, twenty nine ninety five. That's all it takes, and they will come out and they'll they'll do some tests on your water. They'll make some adjustments. They'll make sure that everything's working well. If it is, they'll let you know. If it's not, they'll let you know. But uh, and I talk about the friend of mine who who had an issue with his water softener. Thought, well, it's 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 seen its better days. We need a new one. And a, a rep from Culligan came out, took a look at it, and uh, no, made some adjustments. They didn't need they didn't need a new softener. No, they just needed some adjustments. That's all it takes. Character and ethics. That's what you get with Culligan. And uh, of course, give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports Powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. It's time to put on the old golden black. Hail Purdue. And jump on the Boilermaker special. Touchdown, Boilermakers! A 39-yard flea flicker! The Golden Gophers of Minnesota are in town to face the Boilermakers on Saturday. Our coverage begins at 2.30 on the Purdue Global Sports Network from Learfield. Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. My brother never checks on Dad. Or my sister won't make time to take Mom to the doctor. Are these things you've heard yourself say? This is Tina McIntosh, president of Joy's House and co-host of the Caregiver Crossing radio program. I have a caregiving tip for you. Stay tuned. At Cardon Senior Living Communities, you'll find our teams share a commitment to enhancing the lifestyle and well-being of the people we serve every day at every stage of life. Expressing anger or resentment toward unsupportive siblings can cause unmendable rifts in relationships. Don't try to control everyone else. You can only control yourself. The success of your caregiving journey does not rest on others. So enjoy the time with your loved one. This is your special time with them. More tips like this are available anytime at caregivercrossingradio.org. With new weekly content created by Joy's House and distributed in partnership with Network Indiana, we're an on-air and online support group for Hoosier family caregivers. Here come conversations with experts, access the library of online education, and more at caregivercrossingradio.org. 
I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. Your home is probably your favorite place and probably one of your biggest investments. So why should you as a homeowner consider an insulation upgrade? Most homes are under-insulated. Why is that a problem? Poor insulation allows heat in your attic to get into your home and cost you more to stay cool. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, simply one of the smartest home improvement projects you can do. So go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation. Online at koalainsulation.com. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Let us know what you think and don't miss out on the latest in Fort Wayne sports. Facebook.com slash 1380 The Fan. Listen live at 1380TheFan.com or download our new app. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports while Steve Miller and I come back to the airwaves like that, along with Brandon Bogorski, producer, co-host extraordinaire, and uh, just a couple things to remind you of. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer of the Toronto Blue Jays and Bishop Lewis Knights uh, originally uh, won his fourth gold glove, and uh, he has very much endeared himself to the fans in Toronto uh, just, I believe it was his first game he played. He robbed someone of a home run going about two and a half feet over the center field wall to bring back a baseball. And uh, the Toronto Blue Jays fans found out that's what they're going to get. And uh, Kevin prides himself on his defense. So congratulations once again to Kevin Kiermeyer for that honor as well. On this date in November, November 11th in 1950, Central Catholic beats Gary Edison 53 to nothing to clinch the city's second mythical state football championship. And just some of the names uh, that are here. Uh, it says uh, the, the Irish shut out five opponents, allowed two scores in a game once in a 46-12 win over Southside. Tailback Phil Ehrman scored 79 points as the city's top five scores and seven of the top 20 played for Central Catholic. Herman was a first-team All-State selection. Linebacker John Becker made the second team. Uh, he was a longtime educator and coach at New Haven. Denny Hatfield, A.C. Chandler, uh, Raleigh Myers, Herman Kramer, Bob Cakel, Don Russian, Dick Schuler, Bob Brown, and Tony Martone all made the second team. And uh, I had the pleasure of sitting on uh, the Northeast Indiana Baseball Association board with, with Tony and his wife, Patty, an educator, and uh, wonderful, wonderful people. And, of course, you know the Martone sons who are uh, very, very active in football coaching around the area. That team was uh, coached by Forty Anderson. Also in 1990, the IPFW women's volleyball team wins its fifth GLVC title in seven years. So uh, volleyball uh, for the Mastodons has always, or the Volleydons, has always been uh, very formidable. But uh, let's shift gears now. Podcasts. Facts over fandom. That's Brandon's podcast. And you have a very interesting podcast that dropped yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
and talking about something a little bit behind the scenes in professional sports. One I've been wanting to do for a while, and it took me a while to book a special guest Mm -hmm. on that, which would be my wife. Uh-huh. A little bit of convincing, but I saw a a tweet from Jacob Turner, who used to be an MLB veteran. He was a pitcher. I think he pitched for the Tigers for a little while. He was just talking about the travel that pro sports teams do and how you still perform at peak performance on the road, especially in baseball, where you could be gone. You know, you're in a West Coast trip, you could be gone for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. And my wife has a background in this. She was a, a flight attendant for a major airline and was a flight attendant for an NFL team. Uh, a couple times for them. So interviewed her on the podcast and just asked, you know, how how's this travel? How's it go? And just completely different from what you get to experience this upcoming right. week going back to D.C. Yeah. You know, there's no TSA. You just pull up to the building. You go through a little door. Maybe they could do a little check. I don't know about that. But you just go through a little door, and then there's your stairs leading up to the plane, kind of like you're going up Air Force One or something like that. Uh, you just go right up there. You've got your food already. They've got a menu ready for you, and it's it's good food, not necessarily maybe the airplane food you may have had before in the past. And she said, you know, rules are very different. Now, there are rules on the plane, but are you really going to tell a 330-pound lineman, hey, you need to buckle your seatbelt while we're about to take off? You know, they a little bit different. It goes are these are these commercial? Well, these are commercial airlines, and I mean, but how do you fit? a seatbelt oftentimes around a 330-pound lineman? It's a good question. Very carefully, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked, you weren't the one doing it, were you, sweet? Uh, so they're kind of first-class seats. So instead of okay. kind of having like your normal, like you're on a 737, you got the three and the three there, and you're kind of sco- scrunched in, mm-hmm. um, these, it's first-class, and they're charter. So some of them might have a, you know, one's facing back, one's facing forward. you got a table in between them so they can play cards and things like that. They recline. They're big. So just kind of imagine more of a first class, but the entire plane. Uh, he was a charter with major airlines. Okay. But um, just a fascinating behind the scenes. And, you know, I asked her, I'm like, you know, I was kind of worried when you first started doing this because, I mean, you know, you're hot. I wouldn't have married you had you not been, right? And I was like, you know, these guys are, you know, they're, masculine testosterone filled men they see you on the plane she was like ah no 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 she was like they were complete professionals she and she said you know it's a business trip for them you know it's not pleasure it's not luxury Um, they're there to do their job they're very serious now on the way home after a win they're having a good time but she's like no it was very appropriate and great memories for her but even for a sales professional going on a business trip not me honey (laughs) <laughs> um, you have that one sales type, you know, who's mm. always the life of the party and all this stuff. But anyway, well, that that's interesting, and I, I do want to uh, listen to it. Once again, it will inform, it will entertain, and that's Facts Over Fandom, uh, Brandon's podcast. So tell you what, let's take a, another quick break, and then when we come back, let's talk to Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis. We'll do our weekly Cougar chat with him. Uh Right after this, you're listening to Talk and Sports Powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Call me butter, because I'm on a roll. Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And if your old ride's crummy, this month only, you can save a lot of dough on a car you love. Bring it to me, and you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value, based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But Fred, what if my 
my credit's a little stale. Don't worry, darling. My For the People credit approval process goes against the grain. And my solution specialists always work their hardest. So toss your old ride like yesterday's bread. And you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value. Based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But hurry, because this deal won't stay fresh long. It absolutely won't last past the end of the month. I'm Fred Grody and I am a dealer for the people. Roll on down to Grody Mitsubishi between Lake and State on Coliseum. Or see all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual trade allowance. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated, which is not affiliated with Grody Mitsubishi. Offer absolutely expires on November 30th, 2023. Joining My Deals Fort Wayne is Move Over Ice Cream. Get $20 worth of Move Over premium plant-based ice cream for just $10. Move Over is a plant-based ice cream dessert shop in the Fort Wayne metro area. Everything is dairy-free. Their signature is that their ice cream is served in a pot with a shovel. All dessert ice creams are made from scratch in-house. Move Over caters to people with food allergies and to everyone who just loves ice cream and desserts. Head over to MyDealsFortWayne.com and get your deal today. Listen to Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons men's basketball right here. It's showtime, baby! All season long as they try to rumble to the top of the Horizon League. Hunter slams it home! Mastodons basketball. His three-pointer on the way. This Sunday, the Mastodons are right back at the Memorial Coliseum to take on Texas A&M Commerce. Pre-game show, 145, tip it two. Mastodons basketball, exclusively on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, Allman Brothers. All right, that smell. Mm. Anyway, uh, hey, yes, we returned to Talking Sports uh, for the second half of our show, the bottom of the hour. And uh, usually that means when we have the bottom of the hour, we go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union. And we talk with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you, Bob? I am great. What a fun time at Bishop John M. Darcy Stadium last Saturday on Senior Day at the University of St. Francis. My goodness. And uh, to to be able to, uh, I don't want to say dominate, but uh, to have the game that the Cougars did and, and beat a, a Concordia team was just icing on the cake but uh all the festivities everything surrounding it was wonderful yeah it was it was definitely a fun saturday uh great way to end the home season for us uh obviously wish we were we were playing for a postseason spot but uh you know we, we were playing to make sure that we we finished 500 or better for the year which we've assured that now sitting at five and four with a game to play today but uh yeah it was it was fun to see it all kind of come together. Uh, you've been seeing spurts of it against Marion. Um, we saw it, you know, early on. We lost a couple games that, uh, you know, look back now and and maybe shot ourselves in the foot a little bit with St. X and St. Francis, Illinois, which cost us maybe a chance. But it, mm-hmm. on Saturday, it didn't matter. Um, everybody was was playing for each other. Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't hesitate to use the word dominate because we did dominate them for for, for most of the game, and they're a really good football team, and they were in a playoff position before we beat them and knocked them out. So it's uh, it was fun. We we hadn't gotten them in a couple of years, um, so it was you know we wanted to snap that streak against them. Uh, so it was you know to to finish up the season that way to get Coach D 
uh, number 350 on our home field um, and celebrate that afterwards. It was a it was a fun day, and the 24 seniors that we uh, bid farewell to will will wish the best to and and come back with a with a reloaded roster next year and uh, try to try to build this take this momentum into today down at Taylor and then into the offseason. You know, Mike, I, I do have to admit with full transparency that I have failed as a grandfather because my son and 11-year-old grandson came to the game last week. It was my 11-year-old grandson's first Cougar football game. Awesome. And he was not aware that we had a college football team in town <laughs> and even asked his dad, hey, how can they have back-to-back national championships if they're a new team? So that <laughs> so that had to be explained that Grandpa didn't let him know. Uh, <laughs> we're, still just that, we're still that little secret over on Spring Street. Yeah, I yeah. Everybody's aware sometimes. But but Cougar football has added one more fan. Let's put it that way. Awesome. Uh, with awesome. with my grandson Miles, he's uh, <laughs> he loved it. Had a great time and. Uh, you know, there you go. And that's, that's I guess, what we need to do is uh, we need to, to get these youngsters out there and experience Cougar football and just have some fun and enjoy the college football atmosphere right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, uh, yeah. you know, no and then now, of course, the Cougars' uh, regular season ends today at Taylor. Uh, I believe it's a 1 o'clock start, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. I'm going to head down here in a little bit. And, and, of course, uh, the Cougs have to be feeling pretty good after their performance last week against Concordia going into this game at Taylor. Um, you know, not to put any uh, cart before the horse or anything like that, but uh, it seems like this is, this is a year that Taylor has been uh, seeing some struggles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they play us tough. You know, they're, they've always been a, a tough football team, and, and uh, whether we're playing them here or we're playing them down there, we've had some – pretty epic battles um it, you know it's usually towards the end of the season um and everybody's kind of finding their groove and then feeling good about themselves and uh they're going to give us everything they got down there there's no doubt about that they're a good university good coaching staff good group of kids um they're going to come out and battle obviously there's some local kids from from allen county down there on that team so there's some familiarity just like anytime we play a team in our conference um but yeah it's a it's going to be a good way to hopefully uh, finish up this season. Obviously, six and four is a good rebound from where we've been the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. again, if we can take six and four into the off season, uh, come back next year, and, and maybe maybe make a couple more steps and get to that seven and three, eight and two, maybe find ourselves in a postseason spot next year. I mean, this is we're, we're, we're going to bring a lot back. We're going to we graduated some, but we're going to bring a lot back too on offense. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing kind of the recruiting cycle here coming up. We'll be hitting that hot and heavy on Monday as soon as the season's over. Uh, but, yeah, to go down there and finish up strong today would be would be huge just because of the growth that we have seen this year. And you don't want to get to the last game of the season and take a step back. We want to keep stacking those days and keep building off what we've done all year. So hopefully that's the result today. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, Mike, uh, what is the eligibility status of one Grant Gremmel, uh, the quarterback uh, that transferred in from IU? Yeah, he's got one more year he can play with us. Um, so he can – I think he might have to go part-time in the spring or something. He's got uh, – so you get ten semesters or uh, five years to play four seasons. Um, and he's technically played 
two at IU that counted. So this is his third. He would have one more uh, that he could play. Uh, so we, we are looking forward to bringing him back and his receiver, McCall Ray, uh, also coming back, mm-hmm. uh, who, who we've seen some flashes of uh, this year and then being the target that he's looked at. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to have Dandridge. We'll have McEachin. We'll have McCall Ray. Wow. Uh, we'll have all these guys back. So that's why I said it's it's an exciting time. And obviously we've still got Garrett Yoon uh, behind him, who uh, I'm sure they'll be in a battle again this off season. And then the freshman, <clears throat> Bodie Dickerson, who redshirted this year, he'll be back next year as well as a sophomore. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of pieces to play with, and I think Coach Sherman, our offensive coordinator, is, um, has been amped up this year, just kind of getting this thing grooving the way that he wanted to and now go into an offseason where we can come back with some familiarity rather than just a lot of new faces trying to piece it together. Yeah, having a lot of pieces in place is important and being able to build from that. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, if, uh, if, if successful today, that would be uh, a, a great stepping stone towards uh, next year as well. Uh, let, let's uh, shift gears and talk about the sport of basketball. Uh, the men's and women's teams uh, are off to uh, starts already. And uh, even though we're we're still playing football, but uh, it's that overlapping of the schedules. And uh, uh, there have already been some big games. I believe uh, the, the women uh, took on Indiana Tech in that Crosstown rivalry recently. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon went over and played Indiana Tech. We were 3-0 going into that game and I had a – 17-point lead, I think, at the start of the third quarter. Um, and, and Indiana Tech, they just they chipped away. And uh, we kind of lost some focus there in the third quarter. Ended up losing by three or four, I think. Um, but obviously a top 25 team in Indiana Tech. We played them tough. We know we could beat them. Um, good growth and learning moment probably for a really young women's team that we've got. And then they went out and <clears throat> won last night, beat St. Francis, Illinois. Uh, over in Illinois, and then we'll turn around today and play St. Xavier in the, the Catholic Classic over at St. Francis, Illinois. So hopefully we can get another win today, uh, get two in a row. Uh, the men went down to Marion uh, Thursday and Friday, got two wins down there. We beat uh, uh, Cumberland yesterday and East-West University the day before. So we're down kind of doing these classic tournaments now and uh, hitting the road a little bit to get some of these in. So Building some momentum. Uh, men's team is, is is turning things around after a, a couple games that they probably wish they didn't let get away. Governor's State was probably one that we're kicking ourselves for. IU South Bend is a good team, so no mm-hmm. no shame in losing that one. But, uh, yeah, they're, again, new faces there with Charlie Yoder and Luke Almondovar and some of our young freshmen still figuring out how they're going to play with each other. But Brandon Northern and Zane Burke are back to kind of lead the show. So on the women's side, just tough that you, you lose an All-American, potential All-American and, all-conference player Cassidy Crawford before the season starts. So Coach Henney's trying to piece it together without his best player right now, and they're they're playing their butts off, and they're trying, and, and I know he's going to get the effort out of him that he needs. So hopefully we can string together some success here coming up. Well, if, yeah, if, if this year's any indication of last season when he came in uh, at the 11th hour and took over that program and uh, in in by the end of the season had them so competitive, uh, yeah. I, I would imagine uh, that – to be the case once again this season. So uh should yep. be a, uh, a a very exciting season at the Hutzel Athletic Center, that's for sure. Yes, oh. sir. We're looking forward to it. Yes, indeed. Mike, thank you so much for joining us uh, on Talking Sports this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And, uh, well, let's let's go ahead and step out take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking some comedy hockey. We're going to be doing that with play-by-play man Shane Alberani 
When we return, you're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. On 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. What a weekend for Purdue basketball. They're the all-time leader in Big Ten titles. Oh, mama, he's cooking today. And they play right here all year long. a single game of Boiler Bowl this season. He dunks with two hands. What a weekend to be a Boilermaker. The Purdue Boilermakers play here. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blade Man's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blade Man's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, owner of Blade Man's Knife Shop, and we're celebrating five years with our biggest sale of the year for one day only, Veterans Day, Saturday, November 11th. Our incredible in-stock selection will be on sale or included in a special promotion, including Benchmade, Microtech, Spiderco, Protech, Hogue, Medford Knife and Tool, and more. There's over $1,000 in valuable giveaways, and be one of the first 20 customers to get a special gift. Our best deal, special prizes, and we're raising money for charity. Mark your calendars for Blade Man's fifth anniversary celebration and sales event, Saturday, November 11th. Be in the know and follow Blade Man's on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military, and now you don't miss the fifth anniversary sales event one day only. Saturday, November 11th, Blade Man's Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. Attention homeowners. Are you tired of paying too much on your energy bills? Over 90% of homes probably need more insulation. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, a premier insulation contractor serving over 200 cities. Koala's team can give you a free insulation evaluation, and there's no obligation. And then start saving money for years to come. It's one of the best home improvement return on investments you can make. So be sure to go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation. Now back to in sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on a beautiful, clear Saturday morning. A little cool, a little chilly, but hey, it's November, right? So, what the heck, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, looking out the window of the uh, studio of the Federated Media Metroplex, and uh, seeing the colors of the leaves, etc. It's uh, just a, a pretty picture right there. And and speaking of pretty pictures, let's go to the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union, because on that Talking Sports phone line is none other than Shane Alberani. I have been described as a pretty man before, Jim, so... I remember you told me that, that story. <laughs> <laughs> Just an amazing segue. <laughs> uh, okay, I lost all train of thought now. I just think, anyway. <laughs> Shane Toledo Walleye, uh, a very good hockey team and a very good barometer for where you think you should be as, as a team. Of course, they came into Fort Wayne, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago and, and put a 9-2 whipping on the Comets. Last night, little different story. Unfortunately, same outcome, same two points for the walleye. But the Comets wasted no time in getting those 3,000 teddy bears on the ice. Yeah, just uh, 39 seconds into the game, Nolan Vulcan uh, made sure those teddy bears were not going to stay in their seat. So uh, that was good. You know, it was a great crowd last night, almost 8,500 for teddy bear toss. And 
know what? Even though uh, we're disappointed with the loss, uh, not disappointed with the fact that we were able to get those teddy bears out quickly, and it was uh, quite the scene. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, the Comets have given up, uh, I think, 86 shots now in two games to Toledo and 15 goals. So things are going to have to change here because we're going to play these guys the next two nights in Toledo. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, and acquaintances were made, but they weren't the positive ones either. Uh, so <laughs> there was, uh, there, it was a, a, ended up being a somewhat physical game in terms of, uh, you know, five-minute majors. But, uh, yeah, still, the Comets get out to a 2 nothing lead. Toledo comes back and answers. And, and it was a little bit of back and forth. And uh, Toledo just uh, kind of exerted their will. Of course, the, the empty netter. Uh, that made it uh, six to four, but uh, up until then, in that one sequence, was that in the th- third period where we could not get the puck off their their, their tape of their stick blades, and uh, they were yeah. in the attacking zone for what seemed like an hour. And yeah, uh, uh, I mean, it, it was a solid two minutes of zone play uh, there in the, about five minutes left in the second period that Toledo had. And it was like they were on a two-man power play. And yeah. The, the darndest thing that I've ever seen, that, that a team just could not get the puck out of the zone for a solid two minutes. And, well, and the guys were gassed after that. And you know what? It was They got off to a great start, up 2-0. But uh, Toledo took a, took a penalty, and the Comets hit the post. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something we had up in Kalamazoo. We hit five posts uh, in the win up in Kalamazoo last Saturday, which was uh, ended up being a win, but it should have been a win that was going away. So when that happened, and then just minutes after that, Zach Gorniak had a breakaway, did not score, and now you're cringing a little bit. It's like this game should be 4 nothing, and then Toledo turns that into a 2-1 two, uh, game, and then you you could tell this, the, the, the air just went out of the building when they scored that first goal, and you knew we were in trouble because we had a chance to get two more on the board and, and didn't, and that was the difference. And, of course, the penalty shot that was awarded uh, to Toledo that they capitalized on as well. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, uh, maybe a soft call, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oren Sintazo ended up scoring it, and that was the first time the Comets had given up a penalty shot goal since 2015 So uh, at home. So that was a crazy streak that was snapped that I wasn't aware of actually until this morning that I looked it up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so a lot of things uh, uh, kind of went wrong last night. But the good news is, you know, the, the series is 2-0 Toledo right now. We play them 13 times. But we can even it up in the next 48 hours. That's right. Yeah, tonight in Toledo as well as tomorrow in Toledo. Is it uh, 7.30 face-off tonight and 5.15 or so tomorrow? Seven, uh, 7.15 face-off tonight okay. and a 5.15 on Sunday. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, that uh, uh, obviously both teams familiar with each other. And uh, it, it should be interesting to see what the comments could do. It, it would be uh, so wonderful to see the K's uh, steal one on the road. Uh, maybe steal two on the road, but uh... yeah, you know the comments got stung a little bit with a couple call ups uh, during the week and the week prior to that, and uh, Jack Dugan got suspended for one game, so he'll be back uh, tonight. And uh, Connor Corcoran, uh, he was a late scratch uh, to the lineup, so we'll see if he gets back in there. So the comments were still uh, were a little uh, a little short handed last night as far as regular players. Uh, so you had a couple guys get in the lineup who haven't seen much ice time last night, so. Uh, you know, things maybe can turn around, but we know how tough it is to play at the Huntington Center. But, uh, you know, you, you ha- the Comets did everything right. They got up 2-0. That's what you're supposed to do on Toledo. But when you get chances, you have to bury them. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, you can't let them have 
40, 40 to 45 shots a game. That's also, you're not going to be uh, successful there. So, yeah, you know what? You, you got a chance here. You're at 500. You're three and three. You know, the first 10 games of the season, you know, it's just almost like an extended exhibition season. If you're, if you're five and five after those first 10 games, I think you're doing pretty well. It's still, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, uh, you know, this team is, is very talented. So I, I don't have any doubts that, that, you know, at the end of the season, this team is going to be uh, in playoff position. But, you know what, it's just rough uh, when you lose to your rival like that, uh, you know, for t- two games in a row, and now you got to play them two more on the road. Yeah, but, but very well contested. Uh, once again, you know, when the Comets uh, killed off that two-man advantage uh, to Toledo, you know, I was very hopeful uh, that uh, the good <laughs> things were going to happen. But, uh, yeah, and then that, that sequence, like I said, I've never seen anything. I've been watching hockey since uh, the original six, and I was five years old, and uh, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And, in fact, after they finally uh, – Finally got the whistle. Looked like Tyler Parks, the goaltender, just went prone on the ice face first <laughs> and stayed there for a little while. And it's like, is he hurt? No, he's just resting. But they're right. Yeah, no, Tyler Parks worked a lot. He faced the 45 shots in all. Uh, and uh, that's a crazy amount of shots uh, for a goaltender to face. So, uh, yeah, you know, the comments will have to tighten up defensively. You know, they weren't blocking the shots like they had been, uh, like the game up in Kalamazoo and then the game against Wheeling, and they were not defending uh, the goal mouth at all last night. So uh, the comments got physical there at the end of the game, which was good because, you know, Toledo isn't a very physical hockey team, and that's what you kind of have to do. You, you kind of have to impose your will, and that's what we did. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we talked about killing off that two-man advantage late in the game. That was actually that, that was a win because you killed it off, but the comments came into the game dead last in the penalty kill. So that was a good confidence builder uh, for the team to be able to kill that off. We're talking this morning with Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of your Fort Wayne Comets in our weekly Comet Chat. And uh, and let's talk about the, the upcoming schedule as well. And uh, once again, we talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, uh, the Comets will be sporting uh, new specialty jerseys next weekend. Yeah, these are, these are really cool. It's the first time in five years the Comets have done this. Uh, they'll be changing their name to the Fort Wayne Black Snakes for the weekend. Uh, the Comets are 2-0 as the Black Snakes. Uh, we won two games back in 2018 when the, the, the name uh, was changed. Uh, but this year we'll have two different specialty jerseys instead of one. So if you uh, participate in the uh, auction Friday night and you lose out, you'll have another chance on Saturday because, again, two different jerseys, two different auctions uh, next Friday or next Saturday and Sunday, excuse me, as Toledo surprisingly comes in on Saturday and then Wheeling on Sunday. And Shane, tell us a little bit about the the Black Snakes and the 122nd. I I noticed on social media that the Comet team was out there getting an education on the 122nd and the Black Snakes, which I thought was so cool and can only add to the motivation of each and every player to to have that pride of of having that on the front of their sweaters. Yeah, no, it was, it was neat. Uh, the guys really appreciated it, and they they now have an understanding of, of why we're doing what we're doing. As uh, the Black Snakes is such a, uh, a tradition here in Fort Wayne, uh, you know they're bringing in uh, the F-16s again. Uh, so that's what this is all about, kind of promoting that. And uh, no, it was a neat experience. And the guys when they when they got to the base, of course, you know it was more of a press conference and just kind of uh, looking around outside the base. But once everybody got there, they're like, hey, you know, we want to go inside and. 
and take a look around. And hopefully now we'll be able to, to set that up because it's uh, uh, a lot of security you got uh, mm-hmm. to go uh, through 30 or so people uh, through the through the doors there. So but uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that because the guys really seem interested. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, we're going to be tuned in tonight and tomorrow uh, from Toledo, from the Huntington Center, as the commas take on the walleye once again. And tomorrow, uh, tonight and tomorrow as well. And uh, we'll be listening for your call on that to uh, to paint the picture for those that can't be there for us, Shane. So uh, we will be doing that, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right. Thanks much, buddy. Thank you. That was Shane Alberani, play-by-play voice of your Fort Wayne Comets, and our weekly Comet chat. And, uh, you know, just to think, I mean, okay, we appreciate Shane coming on because after last night, he gets done with the broadcast, gets his notes together and everything, and and then he goes home and it's probably late in the evening before he gets home, and then he gets up with us to uh, share with us and our listeners, and uh, we appreciate his efforts there. So, uh, Shane Alberani. Uh, closing thoughts, Mr. Pogorski. Look, well, just another good night for the 260 last night for high school football. So excited we get to talk to Justin again next week. Yes. Hopefully talking about some state finalists oh. next week. So that's pretty exciting and just a fun time of year for sports. You know, you got football in full swing, basketball started, college basketball being so important, high school basketball. I think the boys start, if not this week here, pretty soon. If they haven't yeah, already if, got if going not this the week, then oftentimes uh, the night before Thanksgiving, Wednesday night, I know has been a traditional. Now mm-hmm. some will start a little bit earlier than that, but uh, I can always remember back in the day that you know that Wednesday <laughs> night before Thanksgiving was uh, when things tipped off in earnest so and I would be remiss if I don't say you know good luck to all the trying teams today really big weekend up there in Angola football senior day I've got a few seniors on that team who are yes, they were winners last there. week too they, they were so yes, indeed. they got kazoo today I think wrestling's going on today hockey's going to be up there so uh if you're looking for something to do short drive up to Angola you got a lot of thunder athletics and is the hockey team at home? They are. I think the men are at home. I think the women are on the road, but the men are at home. If you're any kind of hockey fan and you've not been to the arena at Trine, oh, my goodness. It's a ton of fun. Oh, it my really gosh. Is. Yeah. So uh, get out there for that as well. But that's going to do it for Talking Sports for a Saturday, November 11th, 2023, a Veterans Day edition. Thank you so much. My father was uh, Army and, uh, and, and enjoyed uh, serving our country as well, and I'm sure there's so many, uh, so many people who have uh, who have given up their their free lives to uh, to join in to uh, help uh, preserve the the safety of our country, and we appreciate that on Veterans Day. But that's going to do it. Thanks so much to Justin Kenny for joining us. Also, Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis and Shane Alberani of the Fort Wayne Commons for joining us. Thanks to you, the listener, for uh, tuning in each and every Saturday morning. Thanks to Brandon Pogorski for keeping it all smooth. Uh, it's not an easy job to keep it all smooth, and he's doing an excellent job at doing so. And uh, and his uh, depth of knowledge is uh, unbelievable. So we uh, we thank everybody. I uh, thanks thanks to the people driving by on Maples Road. We appreciate that too. Uh, I'm I'm done thanking people. That's going to do it for Talking Sports. So until next Saturday, have a great week, everybody. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. 
The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks. Podcasts by Federated Media.